the 12 days of wrestles day seven christian nationalism is on the ballot pastor michael we are still recording that same time we were a moment ago <laughs> until uh, i have not done a beverage change yet i promise i will before our next one starts uh but pastor michael we are continuing in the controversial time of the 12 days of wrestlers evidently picking all of everybody's favorite topics to get mad about and since since it's going to get brought up for you around christmas right you're probably coming off of a family christmas time when somebody uh brought something up that it was like yikes we should not be talking about this right now but at least one person was oblivious to that fact and just said whatever they wanted to about it um we will be that oblivious person now. We, we we will be that for you if you didn't get the luxury. But Pastor Michael, we here are discussing something that may have come up at your Christmas. I <laughs> pity your Christmas if it did. Um, but I the only reason we're bringing this up is because it's going to come up next year for you, especially if you are a Christian and you're the kind of listener to this podcast. Pastor Michael, we are returning to a discussion of Christian nationalism we could probably discuss things related to this on our podcast virtually every day if we wanted to yeah yeah it's one of the big deals right now right it's one of the big the big conversations especially in the reform twitterverse and uh it's it's an interesting conversation right i mean it's a lot of fun we've had some fun talking about um, some of these things in the past and so um, could definitely talk more about that at some point but but yeah. uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy this. Well, I might enjoy this one as much. But so, Pastor Michael, the the people um, uh, there is a there was a trailer released that next year in the lead up to the presidential election, there will be a feature length film coming out um, by the storied Hollywood producer who produced movies you love, like The Princess Bride, Bob <laughs> Runner. Um, and he's releasing a movie called God and Country, which is a documentary about Christian nationalism. Now, right. Pastor Michael, we I mean, to give this man some credit, right? There were some major evangelicals in the film. Yeah, I have some big names, I guess. Um, hey, let it be known to all of our listeners that um, the same week that this came out, I believe was the same week that Matt, uh, recommended a Rob Reiner podcast to <laughs> to our patrons. I'm pretty oh, positive it was the same it, week because it was like the next day that I saw this and I was like, no way. Like Matt, yep, Matt is uh, sharing Rob Reiner material uh, the same week that he's coming out with this yeah. trailer. <laughs> I, I apparently needed to take back that recommendation because apparently there are two things Rob Reiner has a hobby in which is opposing conservative um, politics and his other hobby <laughs> is catching the actual killer of JFK. <laughs> He's just got a few interests. Um, I'm, I may find one a bit more fascinating than the other. Uh, but yeah, so, so this, so this trailer came out and it came out to uh, a bunch of people that, that had some problems with it. Pastor Michael, I haven't even watched the trailer. So I don't think that I watched all of it and no doubt because I started and I was like, well, we'll be watching this later. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. All right. So, so it's two minutes. So we'll let, 
I mean, unless something really egregious happens. Oh, it, it it's gonna. I mean, I just, if we could get through two minutes of this without saying anything, I will be pretty shocked. All right. Well, we'll find out. Um, America and Christianity are like baseball and apple pie, and we celebrate them together. Shout out to Phil Vischer. Just, uh, I'm just for the listeners. I may uh, name people as they come through. I was 16, 17 years old when I became a Christian. I'm an evangelical. Shout out to uh, Jamar Tisby, minister. I've been a Christian my whole life. Shout out to Kristen Dumez and Russell Moore. Shout out to David French. I'm a Christian nationalist. I have nothing to be ashamed of because that's what most Americans... What's her name? Shout out to this politician. What's that's, her name? Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Shout out to the representative from, I don't know, is it Georgia? I'm not oh, sure. Oh, I have no idea. Americans <laughs> are. Is Christian nationalism Christian? Um, no, it isn't. We should be blazing forth as a countercultural example. And instead, we're leading the charge of malice and division. Christian nationalism uses Christianity as a means to an end. That end being some form of authoritarianism. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. God wants America to be saved. They're told over and over and over again that you're in danger. You need to fight if you don't want to lose your country. We are in a civil war between good and evil. This is not a movement about Christian values. This is about Christian power. What happens to the people who don't believe this stuff? We are on the precipice. God is on our side. We're taking our nation back. The thing that keeps me up at night is that we lose democracy. Does that seem possible? Yes. Shout out to January 6th, I guess. <laughs> oh, not quite done. Christianity at its best is committed to love and truth and justice. If we do this right, what a country we will be. Okay. Well, Pastor Michael, now that we've watched it, we may go through. There's a there's a very short section in the middle there where it's just people making statement after statement that I would like to actually work through. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so uh, so they're they're making this movie, um, partnering with, you know, um, I I don't believe he is a Christian, right? He's Rob Reiner, an atheist. Um, well known atheist, uh, secular Hollywood producer, um, to bash fellow believers, right? Like what a what a wonderful thing to do um, in the name of of love and unity and, and, uh, you know, everybody having a place and a voice and democracy, um, feels a little bit like, well, everybody has a place except for those people. Right. Yeah. So pastor Michael, give me your two cents on why they're releasing this movie even specifically next year. 
it's because of the election, right? Like 100%, this is a piece of political propaganda, 100%. Um, and it's not even hidden, right? That's, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, like you said, this is something that Rob Reiner is passionate about and nope. passionate about doing. And so um, those Christians who took part in this, they are like, they are being used as a piece of political propaganda for the upcoming election. Yeah. So now, Pastor Michael, I, I want to say the reason I care about this is um, there's a few things I would not care about. Obviously, I'll just be pretty frank because it's the 12 days of restless. I don't care about the opinions of really anyone who spoke in this in, in this video. Just just so, just to put my cards on the table uh, <laughs> on the, either side. Right. Like on either like, well, on, I mean, like we have everybody the, that they showed. Yeah. And I'm, everybody that spoke at length. You and I would both like find basically ridiculous um, yeah. in in equal, even if opposing ways. That's right. And I'm not very interested. And obviously, man, the like the fact I mean, again, like everything. This is the world we live in. You need to learn how to understand what propaganda is when they have nice people speaking and they show pictures of soup kitchens and the civil rights movement. And then they have the other side speaking. And it's like people attacking police officers. <laughs> obviously a piece of propaganda, regardless yeah. of whatever is true or not true. Right. Like it is set up to make you associate anything that is called Christian nationalism with that, right? With the latter, with violence, um, with with people attacking other people, um, with insurrection, et cetera. And my, and, but the reason I care about this is because I don't because and I've said this before, but I, I it's a it's another worthwhile moment to say it is that the fact is, if you are a Christian, if you are listening to me, it just I just know if you generally if you are listening to me and you are not listening to me in order to disagree with me, critique me or whatever, if you are listening to me because you are sympathetic, you enjoy this show, you are a Christian nationalist by their definition. Right. According to them. Like yes. they, they see you as the same when they see Marjorie Taylor green, um, when they, when they see people like that and they see you, they will not and do not differentiate between you. Right. If you're like, Hey, I'm just trying to, you know, go back to an older conservative vision, uh, of what, you know, Christians in the past thought of, of politics and the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and all of these things. Like you may be coming at this like from a genuine place, wanting to study well, be careful in what you're doing, reason well through scripture and political philosophy and all of these things. They don't care, right? Like they literally don't care. And and I don't even mean like you, you intelligent person trying to really think these things through. I mean, like you could say, you could look them in the face and say, I'm definitely not a Christian nationalist. Those people are all evil. They tried to destroy our country. Um, and then they'd go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you go, but, you know, we have to outlaw abortion. And they'd say, you're a Christian nationalist. Yep. You, could be, the you could be the Presbyterian defending the Satan statue right. in, the, <laughs> in the Iowa, in the Iowa, uh, wherever that was, wherever uh, in the, the government building. I don't know if it was in the state building or what I'd. I don't remember, but that you was, could be that guy, right? Hey, I'm definitely not Christian nationalist. I defend everybody's right in a pluralistic society to set up statues to demons 
Um, you could be that guy. And they still think that you're a Christian nationalist because you believe in just general Christian values. And you think that actually you're probably going to vote according to those things. That's right. They care. They care at the end of the day who you vote for, because this is yeah. for them. All this is, is a for Rob Reiner. Like he is the perfect example of this. All this is for him is a power play. Yeah. It has nothing to do with truth. Right now, if you are a, a Westminster Presbyterian holding to the confession, my friend, you are a Christian nationalist. Like, and again, that we need to learn to use this term. This term doesn't have to be all bad, right? I don't want to ever be a, called a white Christian nationalist. I don't want to be considered an ethnic authoritarian that my my race and my religion are the basis of some kind of national identity. Like, right, there are actually things about this. And this is also why the term was chosen because it's so close to, to actual Nazism, right? But the idea that Jesus Christ, um, let me just read you two sections of the American Westminster Confession of Faith that people would view as, as when you say Jesus has say over the civil sphere, this is where we get it from. God, the supreme Lord and King over the world, hath ordained civil magistrates to be under him over the people for his own glory and the public good, and to the end hath armed them with power of the sword for the defense encouragement of them that are good and punishment over evildoers. It is lawful for Christians to accept and execute the office of magistrate when called thereunto in the managing whereof they may especially maintain piety, justice, and peace according to the wholesome laws of each commonwealth. So for the end, they may lawfully now under the new Testament wage war upon just and necessary action. Now, again, this this is like the most careful, considered view of what a Christian would do as a magistrate, right? You don't just get to impose Christianity against the laws and against the rule of law in your commonwealth, right? Like there's so much good and careful and loving thought now. And my my obvious fear for those who like the term Christian nationalist is they're not thinking through any of that. They have none of the careful westminster things in the background um i also don't really know how you overcome the bad branding that has been associated with this and someone can can someone could try and explain that to me but i don't know how you do it um i just know that this is what's happening um now pastor michael obviously lots of people were critical of them before we look at a few of their statements and we'll see if those are worth being critical People were critical that these people um, associated themselves with uh, Rob Reiner, atheist. Uh, Pastor Michael, do you think that is a problematic alliance? Now, let me give you an analogy uh, that might help. Lots of Christians, at least a while ago, were sharing, and I've shared a number of things, James Lindsay, uh, atheist who was very opposed to woke ideology, Right, that they found his insight and stuff on that very insightful, very helpful in understanding what was happening in American institutions and politics. And Christians, um, I mean, including, you know, Calvinists, James White, others were willing to speak alongside of him, right, have ongoing dialogue with him. Um, and so 
because obviously, Pastor Michael, it doesn't seem like the answer is you should just not ever do anything with an atheist, right? That's probably not the lesson here. But yeah, but tell me, tell me how we're supposed to read these kinds of alliances. I think um, basically uh, that there are going to be multiple layers of questions uh, involved in this when it talk, you know, when we're dealing with something like the political process. Um, we're like, we are, it's not like we're dealing with, uh, the church. Right. Right. You know, now when you're dealing with Christian leaders who are representing Christianity, right. As they're doing in this documentary, like that, that does take a, a step toward the actual, you know, um, your, your responsibility to the church. Uh, but when we're talking about the political sphere, there's nothing wrong with potentially at least working with people who disagree with you, who don't believe in God, who whatever, right? right? The question is what is right and true and good, right? What is and, the goal? What do you and what's right? What's on? the goal? What, and, and you could see, um, you know, it being not even, uh, you know, even just a wisdom call of, okay, yeah. Hey, there are two different atheists. I could work with either one of them, but one of them is extremely controversial or they are clearly, you know, um, they clearly hate the church and the other, yes, like their goal is purely political. They don't care about the church, but they're not out to get it right. They're not out to destroy it. Um, they're not out to use political power to persecute fellow believers, you know, things like that, right. When you start looking at it through those lenses, you can start to, uh, make a, uh, make different decisions. Now, one of the problems is that when we come to the political world, uh, we want to talk in like these pure moral terms mm. where everything is right or wrong, period. But usually it's not that simple, right? Usually actually um, it is going to be a wisdom call and different people will make different decisions. That being said, there are sometimes where it's pretty obvious, right? Like it, it's pretty obvious that you shouldn't be working with some people. Um, and or maybe it becomes obvious over time. Um, and I would, I guess, argue that this is probably one of those cases. So, Pastor Michael, let's let's maybe we won't get back to their statements. Can I tell you what I think these evangelicals would tell you they're doing? And I, I, I think that this is how they would frame it. Now, one, I think they would talk about Christian nationalism being negative. But why would they be willing to appear in a movie like this? I think their answer would be fairly straightforward. We are trying to be a good witness for Jesus. Yeah. So we're trying to make sure people know not all Christians are like what, you know, whatever, yeah. the, whoever the bad guy is, right? Yep. Whatever they're, whatever they imagine a Christian nationalist, a bad right. Christian nationalist is, right? Um, that would be what I think that their, their motivation would be. And I, and again, I think, I mean, I think. I I'm about to tell you why I think that that is negative, but, I, but I, do you think that's fair? Cause I don't think that's necessarily negative on the whole. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's exactly at least how they would argue what they're doing. Right. Because again, everyone, because again, depending on what you're differentiating from even pastor Michael and I are doing that we're differentiating from people in yep. this, right? If someone told me about um, abuse, they think, faced in a church and i would say wow that's that wasn't christian that's not that's not what the church is supposed to right. be like that can be a completely appropriate thing to do the question is right 
um when uh i think it's david french he mentions this like we're supposed to be a counterculture yeah um says the guy who writes for the new york times by the way i just 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 for the record because here's what it appears their um their evangelism tactic is and this is actually where we get a term that people use derisively towards them um I mean, again, it wouldn't necessarily have to be derisive, but it is just like Christian nationalists is derisive. This one is too. It's the regime evangelical. Their method of even evangelism is saying we can have Jesus in the regime, in the secular, pluralistic world. All of those assumptions, we can have that. You can have that and we can have Jesus. Yeah. Right now. I'll explain why I think that's a problem. Um, but I think that is basically the move here, right? Yeah. Which, but here's the problem with that. That means you aren't a counterculture. Right. A counterculture isn't the same thing as everything can just stay the same, whatever you're doing, you're doing, and I have Jesus, uh, and it disagrees, but it's di- like it's different. That's not a counterculture. Yeah. Right. That maybe maybe that's a subculture. Right. And if it's a subculture, it means there's something over it. It is a section of something larger. And I think the uh, I will use again, I will use a non contemporary, like non like a, a figure who would be viewed very positively throughout evangelicalism. Right. This is Leslie Newbigin, the the American missiologist. Um, now passed away was a was an inspiration for Tim Keller, right? I'm not talking about a hard right, you know, like thinker. But what he said was, in a pluralistic age, that our job is to declare that, like, as a public proclamation, everything must change in light of the resurrection. That that he he is he was very critical of everyone saying, let's find a way to get back to some form of Christendom or like he didn't think there was any way back. And and I think there are some people who think maybe if we can just get back 50 years, a hundred years to some, to the founders or whatever, we'll fix it. I'm probably more persuaded by Leslie Newbigin that he's probably right. There's, there isn't a way back. And yeah. It doesn't mean we don't learn from those things, but he's saying that our job is to declare that Jesus is risen Andy said, and expect that to be a threat to the way things are. Yeah. Right. The the early Christians, when they declared Jesus was Lord, it wasn't particularly because they were trying to change the system in the Roman Senate and how the Caesar related to everyone. But it was viewed as a threat to that. Yep. Right. When the Puritans wanted to remove the prayer books from their churches, it was viewed as a threat. Right. Like the the actual declaration of the gospel, if it is anything beyond a completely personal pietistic view of the faith will be viewed as a threat to the way things are, because part of what it is, is what we're doing is sinful and cannot continue. Right. That that's just. That's that's just what it means to be a Christian. And I don't, do you have any I'm, thoughts on that? We're not going to go back to their statements, by the way. Yeah, we can do that. Hey, if uh, patrons who are listening to this want, just let us know, and we can do that I'll for uh, the patron. We'll go back and talk through some of it a little bit more in depth. Um, 
I guess there is this deep desire in many to remain basically neutral um, in politically speaking. And, and by the way, I think a lot of the people in this in this documentary think that's what they're doing right now. We can obviously see that's not true at all, right? Like you're literally consciously being used in a piece of political propaganda to try to get people to vote for Democrats. That's what you're being used for. Um, and it's obvious, right? It is very obvious. And so, so that's obviously not what they're doing, but I think it's very possible that they think that they're doing that, right? They're, they are being the neutral ones, um, the kind of neutral arbiters of these things. But the reality is that if we look um, over the course of of Christian history, always is the way that the church operates always is the faith in some way going to affect the political landscape. It mm -hmm. always does. It's they are interconnected, mm. right? When you are dealing uh, with changing the hearts and lives of men and women, you change them in their families, you change them in their work habits, you change them in how they operate in the civil sphere, right? It's There's always going to be this overlap. Um, and it's not going to be this perfect, hey, we can find the exact right, like Christian way to do it. Or at least I don't think so, because this it's just never happened, right? Like they're like, you have to be a realist about some of these things. So yeah, it's going to be messy. Um, it's it's not going to always be exactly what you want it to be. Um, but I still think that you can be careful and not just be a, a puppet for some kind of political propaganda, right? Like you can you can be careful and not just be used for the purposes of the world. Uh, maybe you still will, right? They can still maybe do that. I, you know, uh, that that may still happen. You may be taken out of context. Things you say may be used against you. You know, that happens. But uh, but you can actually be a little bit more careful than I think these men and women in here are being. To again, just to be as as uh, kind in how I think about their intentions as I can be. Right. They're being you like I think they're being ignorant at least. Yeah, that's right. Amil army rise up. Politics <laughs> life in this age will be messy. Um now I want to say one more thing that whether maybe you've disagreed with all of our our perspective on this um which is possible um and okay. And right? okay. I, I, maybe okay. It might not be okay. Right? Right. It might you may be in sin, but probably you can disagree with this and it's okay. But I want to make one more plea, if I can, about why maybe this, can this, can this matter is, let's say the woman who, I don't, I it was one of the ones whose, whose voice I didn't know, um, or face I didn't recognize. She said, um. Christian nationalism isn't Christian, right? And she was talking about how, you know, then obviously we get to all the reasons why it isn't bad. And here is what that tells me. If she's right, if Christian nationalism isn't Christian, let's say that it is bad. It's, it's, it's evil, right? Man, do you know what I thought the many times, right? Pastor Michael and I, uh, 
I remember texting Michael when they were doing that ridiculous stop the steal rally in D.C. And they had supposedly Christian leaders and Eric Metaxas, who's a great writer. I don't know what he's doing, all this time, <laughs> but a uh, great writer. Uh, what he was doing there. They had he's a guy blow, blowing the shofar. Blowing shofars to like make Trump the president. And and like and people wrote like derisive articles. And I was I mean, I laughed that night. It was ridiculous. But I had this like reflection later of two things like this is like this is the desperation of the time we're in yeah like these are sheep without a shepherd like they are looking for yes. anyone anything they're they're willing to sadly listen to shofar guy right because because if you're a christian leader if you're completely sympathetic to what david french and russell moore and all these people are saying is the sad thing is is this trailer is designed to make you hate these people and feel yeah. okay about it and Trump voters need Jesus too. Right. Like people who think Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene is the greatest politician since Winston Churchill, they need Jesus Christ. Yeah. And and so I just don't we can't make these people sinners that are a threat to democracy so we owe nothing to. Right? There there are sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And they obviously have some desire to be on Christ's side. They may not know what that means. They may be 100% misguided. They may being be being used by demagogues. So go to them. Yeah. Right? Go compel them to actually come into the kingdom. Man, that's so good. And th what often happens is there's this kind of selective empathy. It's like, um, as long as my empathy is directed toward the, the parts of the country that align with the politically progressive people that I want to be in with, right? Because I want to be in their documentaries yeah. and I want to go onto Capitol Hill and be able to, you know, buddy up with some of them. And I want to feel important, right? As long as my empathy is directed at some of their chosen people, well, then I'm doing the Christian thing. But when I look at these people uh, that are, are, uh, breaking in or being waved in by police to <laughs> to the Capitol on January 6th, um, like them, well, they're just pure evil. Like they're irredeemable people, right? Like that's how we're supposed to look at them. They're pure evil. That's the kind of language that was just used of them in that kind of kind of trailer, right? right. And they're, like there's no, you're right. There's no compassion. What did Jesus do when he looked out at the crowds? He had compassion on them. Guess what? Jesus had a zealot as a disciple right like he had a political extremist disciple the, and he stopped crowds from trying to make him king by force right like um you know i i just this it just blows my mind right when they're you know they talk about how the the, the, the biggest problem with these people is their threat to democracy my biggest problem of course is that they're <laughs> lost but the same people that talk about, oh, these people are a threat to democracy are the same people that saying we need to be willing to suffer for our faith. Yeah. Wait, I, but we can't risk democracy. So, <laughs> like, so we have to stop these people. <laughs> then we can suffer. At, it's because now it's like, well, who, sh who should I suffer for my faith for? Clearly not these people, but the like pluralist globalists. They can make me suffer for my faith. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the guys in the red hats make me do it. 
Well, then that bridge too far. I, right. As All long I, as me suffering for my faith is just living in the pod and eating the bugs, that's okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Pastor Michael, this was a day of the 12 days of wrestling. <laughs> I hope all my friends love me. I love you. <laughs> I love, I, clearly, my goal in this was making everybody to love everyone else. Um, That's right. Click subscribe. Like <laughs> this. Because we need some people to. If you'd like us to walk through some of their comments in another video, please let us know if you're a patron or in the comments in this video.